consciousness is spirit. I'll back up just a little bit for there. Consciousness is spirit. And there is nothing that you have in your physical experience that did not take place in the form of a thought first. The computer or phone you may be looking on, the chair that you sit in, the table that you eat at, the bed you sleep on, the car you drive, every single one of them existed as a thought form first. It was not perceivable by any of our five senses, touch, taste, sound, you know, smell, you know, all, all the five senses. We could not perceive anything as far as those things are concerned, but they were clear and vivid images in someone's mind and they took spirit form. And as long as they were able to hold on to that spirit form until it took material form, they could have or create that thing that they believed in or that they saw in their mind. That's why the limitations are only in our ability to think. There was a time when we couldn't fly through the air in metal aircrafts. Oh, awareness. Awareness is key. And so, yeah, let me just drop a few things, you know, that I want to just highlight for my people. There's a difference between established religion versus religion. When, we, when people talk about established religion, they're talking about the title, the different versions of how we see and experience God, or as other people call it, source. My brother and I, we both say God, because that's what we see and experience. Religion, for me, and I want to distinguish this, religion for me is a practice. And that's exactly what, that's what religion is always meant to be. It's, it's how you practice what you believe, what you believe. And if y'all heard me say it, if y'all been watching me for a while, y'all heard me say it, everything that we do is a practice. And whatever we practice, we become. So we seek to be, let's say, my brother and I seek to be Christ-like or God-like, then we must practice in that space. So then you get into the question of what is the, how do you practice like God? What is the essence of God? And we know how the, how God speaks. And so God speaks. He says, I am that, that I am represents the strongest manifestation powers that you are pulling using your words because you are literally bringing your awareness and your consciousness into another space. When you say that I am, you are essentially calling that to be. And so when you say I am something negative, not enough, you call that to be because you're not actually that experience. You see, we've come down here to have a human experience, but we are energetic beings. And when we talk about spirits, we're talking about energy and energy can neither be created nor destroyed. And if the same energy in me is in the same, is the same energy that's in my brother, then how different are we really? Especially if the energy part of us is what's immortal. So we all returning back to that, that source or that essence of love that God is. And so if you if you can understand that, if you can understand that, that we are energetic beings having a human experience, then you can understand that the ego, according to psychotherapy, it experiences. And I'm not giving any therapeutic advice here. And don't quote me. The only advice I'm giving is bad advice. All right. Now, the ego, it it has to experience life through this lens of separateness because we've come here to have a human experience. And so it sees it and experiences life as such. But we know that when you tap into spirit, you begin to see in the other the same thing that you see in you. And then you learn how to love the other to the extent that you love yourself. Because if you love you and you see you in the other, then you really have no choice. It's a byproduct of you loving yourself that you then begin to love thy neighbor as thyself. 
that's how all of these things come together. And when you tap into that God energy, that God consciousness, that or source for those of y'all who are who have been, you know, have an aversion towards those types of words, well, God or anything that perceived as religious, when you tap into that, you see the oneness that exists. And in that oneness, in that in that oneness and abundance, when you connect to that, you begin to see your truth. And so that's why I say that a life of authenticity is a life of skillfully practicing, living through your values, because your values represent the closest thing to the I am that you are. Because when we say I am, we essentially are taking our awareness and then choosing to be conscious of whatever I am we call to be, because we're not the thought. We are the awareness behind the thought. And so the more you expand your awareness, the more you begin to see the the, the various options, the plentiful actually, options, the abundance of options that you can take your I am and plug into. And I'm saying it like this, because this is essentially what my brother's saying. I, I, I speak my, y'all know how I speak. I speak the way I speak, but this is my understanding that we are choosing when we become aware that we are not the thoughts, that we are the awareness behind the thoughts. And just like a, a building, the mind is a building, a dark building filled with thousands of rooms. And each room we go to, as was taught to me, each room that you go to is labeled one label. We are light. Awareness is a bright glowing orb traveling through this dark building called the mind. And when we go up to the door, everywhere we travel in the mind, we light up that area. You can see that even in the in the the graphs, the research that they do. We light up those areas of the mind with each thought. And so when we go into a room labeled, let's say fear, when we go into that room, we see all these things that remind us of fear. The same way, like if I go to my brother's house, even if I had never been to his house before, when I walk in his kitchen. I'm going to know what is, that I'm in the kitchen because it's going to have kitchen stuff in there. You know you're in a room of fear because you're thinking fearful thoughts. And so when you walk, when you be in awareness, enter into that room, you become conscious of what's in that room, ergo consciousness. And so there's thoughts, there's memories, there's feelings. And the longer that, the longer that you sit in that room, the more those emotions intensify. And then that which you fear, you attract because you are calibrating your energetic frequency to that room. Awareness is key because when you notice you're in that room, when you develop the skill of being mindful and being present, you can then tell that awareness, which essentially is a wild dog until you tame it. You become disciplined and you move your awareness towards the room that most enriches your life. And then you stand there until you feel that abundance. So, you know, the emotions that you're trying to feel there because emotions they hold the code that that when you put your emotions there, you are truly in that experience. You can experience the experience before you experience it the same way you experience your excitement right before you go to a cruise. You're not on a cruise. What you excited for? Because you are thinking about it and the mind can't really tell the difference between what you're truly experiencing in the physical versus what you're experiencing up here. It treats it the same. And so you're having those same emotions as if you're already on a cruise because you don't already took your awareness there. You don't have to physically move for your awareness to already be on that cruise. So one of the skills of a disciplined life is understanding where you are laying your awareness and developing the skill of moving to moving your awareness towards those spaces that are most fulfilling, most productive and most reflective of your truth. But then you got to understand what your truth is and to understand what your truth is. You got to go within because those are the two directions that they really don't talk about when we grow up in school. They talk about north, south, east, west. They talk about all these other nautical directions, but they don't talk about in and out. You see, you go in, see your truth, 
And then you come out and operate from that level of truth. You live in truth. And that's what it means to be lit or to let your light shine. If I bring it back to the religious component, a lot of us have put shades on our light. I created this podcast for many reasons, but one of those reasons is to take the shade off, which is why I invited my brother back on. Y'all going to see his podcast. This is going to be released well before I release uh, uh, the podcast I already recorded with him because he is one of the last guests I had on the podcast. And I'm still releasing the second season videos. So it'll probably be late December for y'all. If this is 2022, it'll be probably be like late December or November before the, y'all see these videos. But I had to bring them back on to drop this knowledge because people need this right now. And people need to hear this. I know I need to hear this truth right now. And I know that when two are together and they are in alignment, because again, energy, if we look at ourselves as energetic beings, when two are in alignment and there's a frequency, you see, as he's given and I'm given, there is no losing in the given. There's only an amplification of what's already there. That's why you must be evenly yoked. <laughs> brother, I don't, I don't even, I just went all over. The, I just let it flow the way it was going to flow, brother. But come on, jump back on in here, man. You're good, brother. You're good. I love it. I love it. I love it. But yeah, that 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 consciousness energy. We're talking about that 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 yeah. spirit underneath mm. all the material experiences, and understanding that it's alpha and omega's beginning and the end. It's always going to exist throughout eternity and it always has existed. There's no creation point. I heard this to kind of give you an idea, and it, and it probably you won't even be to understand it then. But I heard it explained one time. Uh, documentary I was watching, it was saying how you know our universe and our solar system is is one of like a hundred billion universes and solar systems that are out there. We're like a grain of sand. Our universe is a grain of sand on the beach and sands everywhere. It's for most people it's gonna be impossible to even fathom how deep that goes. But the thing is spirit has always been and it exists even beyond our ability to imagine. That's why if there's no limitations there, he created us as individuals or the universe or God source created us as individuals to have an individual experience. And just as source is the creator and the materializer of all of the natural things that we experience, food growing and and plants growing and, and minerals and all the things that are elements that have been discovered, Source is responsible for all of that solely, but he created us to, to create our own experience and to be the God of our own individual universe. That's why we are individuals. So we can actually create and use that same spirit, that same consciousness that of who he, who he is. It is the same substance, the same creative substance. He's placed in individual beings and given us the power that goes along with that substance to interact and change the ecosystem of our own individual universe. Through that change, and the problem comes in when you have so many people who have this not this this ability of this God-like power, if you will, that's lying dormant within them because they don't know who they are. They haven't had the enlightenment or the awakening of who they are and what authority that they actually operate in. They do not understand their own I amness if you will. And because they don't understand their I amness, they think all they think is what you see, this is this is me, this is who I am, and their ego and their personality, and they're having their little physical experience and they're bumping against 
other people who are having their ego and their personality, their individual experience, and neither of them are conscious of the I amness they have creating circumstances and conditions around their lives, and their circumstances and conditions are bumping up against the circumstances and conditions of other people because they're attracting each other because they have a lot of the same garbage that they haven't sorted through, and and they. That's why that's why even the Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, power, spiritual wickedness in high places and rulers of darkness. All of those are spiritual things it's talking about. And we think, oh, look, what's up? Well, you got you got beef with me? You know, you got a problem with me? What's up? You know, what's up? We in ourselves. But when we are in our I amness and our consciousness, our conscious awareness that we are a higher form being just operating through these avatars or through through these mechanical, if you will, bodies that we call ourselves. Until we understand that, we are subject to the surface level of understanding and interaction of perceiving the facts that we see around us as the truth and the reality. But the truth is spirit is the foundation of everything. And that is the truth that makes the facts of no effect. It hmm. can change facts. Truth never changes, but facts can be changed by truth when you understand and take on your truth mm. and apply it to your factual conditions. Mm. 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 Come on, man. Come on, man. Go, go ahead. Keep on. I was about to flow, but go ahead. No, you keep on, man. I just. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what I'm, saying inside of, what I'm saying inside of that, I know I started a couple of conversations earlier as we were discussing, but where you are creating and you're not aware of your creating. And the creative juices, if you will, is, is and the energy is going to be that emotional radiation that you create. That is the activating source that gives power to our thoughts. That's why we can have some type of random thoughts or we can run and we can go see a movie that might gotta get us totally caught up in the movie and it's like, oh man, and we get our emotions flowing and our heart beating and all that type of stuff. But then when we walk away, we know it's not truth and, and we know it's just entertainment. And so we let that form go. It doesn't become a, does not become a part of our belief system, even though it affected us on a conscious level at the time we were going through it. We knew it wasn't real. That was going to be a, a permanent manifestation in our lives. But when we don't recognize the movies that we're watching or we're playing in our lives, they take on form that we actually experience outside the movie theater. And we don't realize that we have the ability to change the scene. And so we accept it as fact. This is just the way it is. Oh, you said I have cancer. Okay. You know, that's, that's, that's what it is. You know, I know I got deep there in the moment. I've seen, seen so many times and I've seen the results of people who, who, who stepped into their truth. And when they stepped into the truth and they applied the truth to those facts, the facts changed <laughs> and aligned up with the truth. Because God created us as perfect beings. But in our, from a spiritual perspective, we are perfect in form. We are flawless. We have no disabilities. We have no limitations. We are whole. We are complete. We are perfect because we came from perfection. Mm. And the, the ability of you to step in, I say we start talking about separation of religion and spirituality. A religion is like how your process of, of how you are practicing what you believe. But when you start stepping into spirituality, you are really stepping into the I amness of yourself. And mm. you are stepping into the way you perceive yourself and your interaction. When you understand that you are not the physical person, you are the entity that animates the physical person mm. and, and that you have creative power as a result. We are the only creations that source have created, has created that has the ability to be self-aware. 
You know, when you start looking at the minerals, they are they have a unconscious, they have a, a sleep conscious. You know, they, it's like there's a consciousness and everything. Minerals, we all know through science that there's atoms underneath it that, that hold and keep the forms things. And so it's like their consciousness is asleep. So they don't shift form. They hold that form. But there is conscious energy. Spirit is beneath that that has created and holds that form. But when we start looking at plants, plants, they have a awake consciousness or sleeping consciousness. It's a step beyond, if you will. And they are able to manifest in one location. They can expand and they can have full expression of themselves in that one location as they grow up. Not only that, let me just add this to you real quick. They are also aware energetically of our thoughts. Research how the lie detector test came about, understanding that those those plants, he was he was pretending with the plants, he was trying to excite the plants and scare the plants so that it registered on this on this uh, device that he had created. And him thinking about faking out the plants and trying to scare the plants, it didn't cause any stress to be registered. But after being exhausted with options, this man thought, okay, you know what? Thought now. He didn't say it or try to scare the plants. And he thought, you know what? I'm just going to set one on fire and see if that does one. <laughs> All the plants begin to freak out. His thought, he didn't say it out loud, his thought, he thought seriously, sincerely, oh, I'm going to set one on fire and see what happens. Stress, measure, went off the radar. (laughs) So what he also realizes is that we can't fool plants because plants can actually become aware of our energy via our thoughts because our thoughts are energy. Yes, yes, yes. They responded to something he didn't even speak out loud. He thought it sincerely. And they responded. Yes. And so that's a level of consciousness that those plants have. And when you start moving up to fish, they have instinctive consciousness. All they know is I got to eat. I got to swim. Run from danger. You know, find food. That's, it's, it's, it's just instinctive. They, they're not really cashing out plans. And you and you start going to, to, to animals, you know, and they have a, a, a simple consciousness, which is a step behind a, a step beyond. And notice along the way. Consciousness is a function of awareness and, and life. That, that consciousness is spirit. And the more conscious that spirit is, the more alive it is. So I'm showing you, I'm illustrating how we're going from a rock that's an unconscious state that it's in over to a plant that is a conscious state up to a fish, which is an instinctive, active conscious state. And you have dogs, which is simple conscious state, but they are a little more aware than fish. And then we have humans that we have we have a full active conscious state. And then we have God, which is a cosmic conscious state, which is beyond ours. And so it's like the more conscious you are, the more alive you are. And so the, the more constricted and the more held in place it is, the, 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 the less life you really have. Go ahead. Ego. Understand, it's not about demonizing the ego. It's understanding that the ego has its limitations because ego is here to allow you to navigate this physical world. Ego is here so that you can have a human experience, but you're not the small I. You are the I behind the small I. You are the I am behind that small I. That's why you got to be careful about the I am that you choose because you are choosing an experience when you say I am. That's why people say speak in the affirmative because your words have energy. And so instead of saying, I'm not going to eat unhealthy next year or next this next moment or this next week, 
you say, I choose to eat healthy because now you as a creator, you're giving your mind something to do. You're giving ego something to do, something to accomplish because the ego is the tool that helps us to navigate. But if you navigate from ego, then you become what my brother says, locked in the the small eye or what I would call selfishness. And I call it selfishness because true self is your God self. And so when we are not in God self, we are not totally ourselves. And so we ourselves like blue, something is blue, but it's blue-ish. It's blue, but it's all blue. We're ourselves, but we're selfish. We're not totally in self-energy. Exactly. So when we understand that that consciousness, that spiritual consciousness, and that source, that energy going through all of these different levels and different states, when you start thinking about spirituality in contrast to religion, like religion is the process. And the spirituality of it, the most spiritual person is the one who's most conscious of their spirituality. So the more awareness we have of our spiritual being and our I amness, the more we are in a state to create the conditions and circumstances around our physical experience. And when we are not consciously aware, we haven't shined the light on the real I am within us, then we are stuck with the ego self of us or the selfishness, as, as my brother was talking about. And we are stuck with the circumstances and conditions that come about as a result of us not recognizing our higher self. And so as you become more aware of truth that lies beneath it. Now, one thing about truth is that it doesn't change no matter what science says. It's going to be truth no matter what angle it comes from, no matter how you slice it or what microscope you look at it. It's going to always remain true. And even when I talk about bridging God or, or the Christian realm, if you will, over to the the, the world of attraction and, and laws of attraction, there's, there's direct bridges that connect that it's just different verbiage that's used in a lot of these cases. And from the from the perspective, uh, you know, you know, religiously, process wise, we may say, OK, you're not supposed to go into any meditations and things of that state uh, of that nature. But my Bible says, you know, commune with commune with yourself while on your bed. And and it's also. <laughs> and my Bible says in Joshua one and eight that I will meditate on your word day and night. Exactly. 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 And so so there's so many references to, to meditating. And the thing is, where as then the you know, one aspect of society may be talking about law of attraction, another one might be saying, Oh, that's karma. And uh somebody say, Well, go around, come around. You know, we all we, got we, our we, what we sow. Exactly. You know, and, and, and Sir Isaac Newton, if you you if you you say I'm strictly in the science, I'm a devout, devoted atheist. Well, Sir Isaac Newton said for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. That's the third law of thermodynamics. Still yes, same sir. thing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when we start looking at the universe and we really start breaking that down, uni in itself means one. Hmm. And verse is we, we look at Bible, there's lots of verses. There is a version. There's versions or different. Each person is a verse of expression. We're looking at those versions or those verses of expression and they become one. That's when you're looking at a united verse. Mm. Those different versions and different verses 
that are out there. So those different, those multiplicity of, uh, 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 of, of existence or individualities are spread out there. And when they come together, we have the universe because the universe, God, he permeates all space outside of us as well as inside of us. And so the best way to understand that is, is the same scenario as if you were at the sink, the kitchen sink, and you submerged a sponge into the water. Hmm. That's what Jesus was when he was speaking. He said, I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Hmm. He was that sponge through which the Father was operating. Hmm. Hmm. So when you are conscious, you, the, the, the way that you're able to tap into that, because it said, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, which, like I said, I'm not trying to convert anybody's religion or anything like that, because that's not what it's about. But there is a mind state that he mastered. No, of all the people, even though they may not believe him, nobody denies the fact that he was a master at understanding how spirit works. He, nobody questions that. He was a master of that. And, and the thing is, through his mastery, he knew that he could create circum- certain cir- sets of circumstances. And because he practiced the law at the time when he was hung on the cross, he said, Father, why is thou forsaken me? You know, mm-hmm. because he knew he wasn't practicing things based upon the traditional law of attraction that should have caused him to end up on the cross. He hadn't necessarily attracted that, but there was a cosmic understanding that went beyond his where he was, you know, where he was sacrificed for redemption, you know, as far as I, I believe in, in Christianity. He was sacrificed for redemption. I'll make a little joke about it sometimes, but, you know, when, you know, I never get malicious upset with anybody about how to believe. I, I invite people to believe how you believe. But when I have a little joke. I say, well, well did your God die for you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and I said, I said jokingly, but still, it's part of my, my background beliefs. I'm not pushing off on anyone. But the point I'm getting at is what made him so incredibly powerful was, you know, aside from the fact of who he was, was his ability to step into the consciousness of that state. So spirituality is a state of consciousness mm. as well as a spiritual state. You need to say something about this? What I'm going to say is this is so rich that I know some some people they're going to need to sit down drink some water and some more stuff so what we're going to do is have a part two we're going to have a part two now y'all come back next week and y'all will see part two of this this conversation mm-hmm.